Oh, oh, you're back. This is what happened last time on Improvised D&D. You have reached Townsville. For this week, you have been hired to guard the Wonder Fair. What you're protecting these people from is unclear. Yes, yes, Garamon, Garamon the Terrible, hello. Frox has a small nosebleed because Garamon is number three on their list. All right. <laughs> just be careful. If you get too drunk around here, like at night, it gets super dangerous. People have been going missing. I feel a list. I feel the top of the list. I sense an old friend. I sense betrayal. Hmm. Is great goodness in your future. Uh, great altruism! This creature dons a noble blue suit that is torn to shreds. It looks at you and roars. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Out on a Whim Presents Improvised D&D where the levels are made up, the spell slots don't matter, and the NPCs are out of my control. I am your dungeon master for tonight, today, this morning, or whenever you're listening, Malik's Man. And for this arc, we're continuing to follow three intrepid heroes as they embark on a quest of my and Genie's design, a story that they have no idea still What's going on? The NPCs out of my control today are played again by Bailey Picorni. Oh, let's be bad. And Bryce Reed. Let's get back to it. And our heroes for today's adventure still are Malvolia. Malvolia, tiefling sorceress, and I am drunk on power and also drunk. Scout. I'm a furball. Most folks call me Scout. Uh, I'm drunk on friendship. And Frox the Pure. Rox the Peeler, Goblin Assassin. I'm a lightweight and don't know how I'm still standing. Well, let's get back to it. You have just found yourselves in front of the Terror, which has the villagers here completely and entirely spooked. Or it has, in its clutches, the tale-tellers that you are about to see. What do you do? Save us! Save us! Oh no, I feel like this is slightly my fault for not bringing us here in the first place. No, don't What are you talking frogs? about? Rocks? Uh, oh, oh, no, Are you nothing. guys gonna talk or are you gonna save us? No, we're gonna, we're gonna talk for a I second. I just need a second. Okay, he's, he's, just a he's bloodthirsty and his grip is tightening. Frox. He's not hurting us. Frogs, we know, okay? We know. Oh, you know? We know you can't read. Yeah. I can read. Uh-huh. I certainly you can, can read. You can't read a situation. I, I was just being deceptive earlier. It's okay, Frost. I, I, we I, love you even though you can't read. You're still I, my best friend. And there's no excuse. You had an education. You're just a dum-dum. I, I, I most certainly can read. Frox takes out their manuscript, which is almost illegible in scribbles, and holds it in front of both Scout and Malvolia. I can read! I can write! Look at this! While this is happening, I start to make my way away with the two tail no! You can see the terror making for the woods. But I step on that tail. Uh, make a dexterity check to All see right. if you can do it in time. No, not the sassy tail. It's a two. It's you a two. <laughs> you, it evades your step just in time. I blow a little yeah. kiss. And makes its way to the woods. But you can see, making its way out of the Hell. woods and towards the terror, a creature just your size, Scout. In fact, it's a furball, and you recognize this person. You can practically hear the hero's theme as Lumberjack Jack. A furbolg from your village makes its way out 
and faces the beast. I, Lumberjack Jack, pull out my large axe with a glowing yellow eye in the center of the blade. Hey, beast! You can't take those people, because it sounds like they don't want to get took. Yeah, please save us! Listen, Lumberjack Jack, you've gotten in my way too many times. Well, looks like it hasn't been enough. Dungeon Master, I cast Hellish Rebuke to surround them with flames, so no matter what, the winner can't leave. All right. It's a ten. A ten. The fire is somewhat doused by the snow on the ground, but you wouldn't be able to walk out of this ring without taking a bit of a singe or two. Looks like we've got a ring of honor, beast. Listen, I have no quarrel with you. Let me take these two to my domain. I'm not going to let you take any more innocent people. Dungeon Master, is there a bookie? A bookie appears. (laughs) Taking bets, taking bets. Okay, I want to put... It's me, the fortune teller. 800 gold on the beast. Okay, any others? I, I want, I, Frox wants to prove that they can read. Can I assist you with your bookkeeping? Because I, I am literate. I can read and write. Ah, I'm afraid, uh, I don't have any, I've got braille. I can't, I can't. Frox rolls <laughs> to try to pretend to read braille because their ego is bruised. That's a three. I'm sorry, I don't have actual letters. I'm so sorry, they can't read. I, this is really, just put my That's okay, down. I can read braille. As you guys are figuring out bets, you can see Lumberjack Jack just swinging at this beast with a giant axe, and the beast, the terror, dodging its strikes left and right. I'm too agile for you, Lumberjack Jack. Looks like you've been studying in martial arts terror. That's right, I have all of the ancient martial arts. You might as well just give up and let me go. You know I never give up. That's the way of the Furbolg. In that case, I'd like to roll to put Lumberjack Jack into a chokehold that will put him to sleep. First roll initiative. Alright, roll initiative. The two of you in combat. Well, that's a four. I polymorphed some popcorn and I'm just passing it out to Frogs oh, and Scout. Can I have some? Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, delicious. The beast begins, tail tellers in either hand. What do you do? With the tail tellers in each arm, no! I would also like to wrap the no! remainder of my arms around Lumberjack Jack's torso to squeeze the breath out no. of him. Make a strength check. 16. Ah! Jack's axe is pressed to his chest. No. You can see the air leaving his body. Go to sleep, go to no. sleep, go to sleep, You have such a beautiful singing voice. I feel like I need to be doing something. I can't just stand here and watch another furball get kicked down. I know what this bag says. It says popcorn. C-P-O-P-C-O-R-N. You just, I can read. You just know that because I polymorphed a popcorn I honestly couldn't ad. tell you what it's like, so unless someone else here can read, well, you could just be making that up. Scout, Lumberjack Jack from your tribe needs your help. What do you do? I'm going to dive into the fiery ring and pull up the the terror by the scruff. All right, so you take a step over the flaming circle and take a little scuff or two as the flames singe your legs. Oh, I the little sassy tail. I'm going to take a bite out of this little new combatant. All right, terror, your sassy snake tail hey. has come to snap at Scout's Looks collarbone. Looks like an attack of opportunity. Roll to bite. You That's get an your eight. fangs off me. Oh, gross. A superficial mark. You feel nothing. I am grateful for all the fur on my body. Scout, be nice careful. Nice job, Tail. Thank you. But you what? come and you grab 
the terror by the collar on its ruined blue suit. So I currently have the terror hanging up in the air and Lumberjack Jack is now compressed by the terror. So I'm lifting both of these fools. You are that strong. And I have two people in my arms as well. What's going on? Four of us. Terror, how are we raised up in the air? I can't see. The terror looks at you with wide eyes and realizes that with the both of you combined, it is outmatched. It lets go of Lumberjack Jack, frees itself from your grip, and leaps like from orbit no! into the woods. It's taking us back. No, the storytellers. You can see it marching its way towards a gothic castle, peeking over the woods over yonder way. Dungeon Master, could I throw one of my throwing axes to make the terror bleed so that I could track its movements? Make an attack roll. That's an eight. With an eight, the frustration that your white whale, your ultimate prey, has evaded you once again, it lodges itself into one of the trees. Oh, I didn't, oh, now I've heard a tree. Oh no, this upsets me greatly. But I turn. (gasps) Scout. Yeah, it's me, buddy. I've, I've, everyone's wondering where you are. I've been on a great journey trying to find you. You just left. We thought you were kidnapped. Oh, I thought everyone knew I was I was taking a break for a while. I didn't I didn't want to I didn't want to do my You're, shamanic rats. You broke up with us. You weren't kidnapped. <gasps> no. Frox Sc- and I are right next to them. I've stepped over the flames with Frox on my back, I'm and we're like popcorn. as close as we can. Frox is this go down. <laughs> Frox is riveted, dropping the popcorn bits that miss their mouth into Malvolia's very well done hair. Scout, you. You didn't, well, we don't believe in, like, paper or reading, so, like, there was no note to leave. What? You didn't talk to anybody. I, I told one of the elders, one of them that w- I knew would understand. Which one? Look at me and I'll know, because we don't use names, but we use eye contact. I look R- at Really? Yeah. They didn't say anything. They promised they wouldn't. Scout. I just didn't want you to be disappointed in me. Well, how would I be disappointed if I didn't know what I was, well, why would I be disappointed? Where were you going? I was going away. Well, duh. I, I wanted to find myself first. There's so many pressures in Furbox society. Come on, you're supposed to be the matriarch of our society. <gasps> crunch, 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 The popcorn and the drama. <laughs> I don't want that much responsibility. Scout, that one elder that you spoke about earlier, the one that we both know by eye contact, they don't have many years left. No one else is strong enough to be in charge of our tribe. I know, I'm not. And I turn to the side. I think you are fabulously strong. Well, yeah, and I flex my muscles. I'm a wonderful warrior, and I found my living axe, Helvetica. (laughs) Frox uh, leans towards Malvolia's ear and goes, This this seems like a real fuckbolg to me. I don't know. I feel like Scout has talked about Lumberjack Jack and all this drama before, and I flash back to... Us at Guy Anonymous's lair. Hey, welcome to my lair, guys. It's me, Guy Anonymous. I always sound like this. And and we're drunk, and Scout is just talking about this and getting real detailed. <laughs> yeah, so this one time uh, we were making out, and, and uh, uh, the whole village just kind of walked in on us. I don't know how that happened, but, uh, you know. Uh, Sounds pretty great. Yeah. Well, Guy, you like to watch them sort of I like things. to watch a lot of things. Me, Guy Anonymous, like to watch. Yeah, so that was the greatest love of my life. Flashback over! Scout! 
How could you not tell me the greatest love of your life? I didn't know you knew that. Whoa. What? Um. Kiss! Uh, Who's that? Kiss! Get your smooches in! Yeah! Kiss, kiss, kiss! I have no skin in this game, but do what you want for I roll persuasion! It was a 12. Scout, can you roll a wisdom check for me? Sure. That's a 19. A 19. The way you saw Lumberjack Jack fighting that terror was unlike what you have ever witnessed from him before in a very bad way. You can see in his eyes an obsession with this creature, the likes of which are murderous, dark, obsessive. This isn't the same Furbolg you knew before. It's been a long time, Scout. I've changed. I can see it in your eyes. You look different. That's right. I had to search far and wide for you, and I had to find power to do that. I'm a warlock now. Fox is going to roll um, insight to see uh, if Scout seems uncomfortable in this situation. That's a natural 20. That's a natural 20. You can instantly see the, the, the telltale signs of someone who is uncomfortable. Yeah. Frox uh, uh, scoots down Malvolia's back, a trail of popcorn following them in their wake, and goes up to Scout. Oh, oh, sorry to interrupt. Uh, Scout, can you help me get out of my suit? I have to go Scout, to the bathroom. who's your friend? I need help. Oh, yeah, sorry. I like Scout's my very good friend, and I just need their help to get me out of my suit Scout, so you're I can always so altruistic, helping goblins use the bathroom. I I resheath my axe and I look to the side thoughtfully. I, I'll be back, Lumberjack Dick. Oh, please be. Oh, thank that, you, Frogs. The red flags are what they're waving. Are you are you okay? I feel real intense and like flushed. Oh yeah, there's some history there. Uh, I'm here too. <laughs> Scrambles! Do you, your next switches. Frox sort of uh, it pulls a little bit of their chloroform rag out of their their cuff and goes, Do you need it taken care of? Yeah, why not? I look wistfully away. Oh, Scout, before anything else happens, can I steal you away for just a quick adventure sidebar? Okay, I'll be right back, Frox. Dungeon Master, while they do that, I go pull my throwing axe out of the tree and pray to it for forgiveness. So you should get back together. <laughs> um... Absolutely, I can see it in your eyes. He is absolutely ferocious. Oh, he cares about you. I'm here too. I approve. Oh. Oh, he's very, very nice for bog. Look, the red flags are waving, and that means you should go toward it. You go toward the red flags. They use red flags, I'm, I'm told, to, to say who wins the race. I have never seen a red flag that I haven't gone after. I've never seen a red flag. I don't, I, I just, I feel like I, I'm in fight, flight, or freeze right now, and I'm freezing. Look, I, I pull out of my bag of holding a love potion. I'm like, you need me to take care of it? Whoa, don't uh, listen. Uh, okay, that's, ooh, 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 ooh. I pull out a consent potion. <laughs> I have both. I, I'm just going to walk the away from this sidebar. The consent potion says water, you just ask. <laughs> DM, uh, Scrambles the Chimp would like to roll to see if... <laughs> If he can steal the love potion. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, that's a six. A six. The <laughs> leash is yanked once again. Come on. Come on. You don't, come on. Uh, I'll just give it to you. And if you decide you want to turn Lumberjack Jack's obsession to something that's more you based, use it as you will. I won't judge. Malvolia, can you. you roll a wisdom check for me, please? Five. Five. 
you're just fine as you are. <laughs> I believe this. Here you go. Thank you. I, I put the, the potion in my adventurer's pack. Oh, it looks like Frox is done going potty. I'm going to go get them back in their pants. I, Lumberjack Jack, have now created an altar and trying to use my dark magics to heal this tree. As you use your fell magics to heal That's this tree. That's a one. It's a one. Oh, man. No. Lumberjack Jack, you have fallen a ways. The tree oh. not only is not healed, it begins to wither under your oh, touch. ball, damn me. Step away from the tree. Uh, oh, Scout, I'm so sorry you had to see this. You're a lumberjack. Yeah. A lumberjack. Lumberjack Jack. Noted, a profession noted for felling trees and yeah. chopping wood. Mm-hmm. But you love trees. I do. I'm complicated now. No, Look that's off. not complicated. That's toxic. Lumberjack Jack walks away wistfully. Oh, I know I'm not good enough for you, Scout, and I run off. You can see him running back towards the village where basically nobody is in sight. And those who you can't see are cowering in terror at the sight of the terror. I'm sorry, Scout. I haven't seen such a bag of tools since I went into Magnus' shed. Look, if you don't want him, I'll take him. He is such a mess. You can't just take sentient creatures. Yay, I can't. I put out the keys to my company <laughs> of war prisoners. You can take people all the time and then sell them back to their own government. Frox mentally adds a name to their list. Number 1,083. Scrambles would like to roll to see if he can uh, steal the keys. All right, go ahead. That's a 17. Scrambles. A 17. Uh, Scrambles <laughs> leaps upon your shoulders, Malvolia. Oh, Scrambles, what are you doing? And, ah! you, and, and nabs, surprisingly, the key <gasps> from your hands. <laughs> no, I need that. Oh. It runs towards the tavern. <laughs> oh, do we go after... Just as the me said. Do we go after... The complicated furbolg, or do we go after the monkey with the keys to, to be the prisoners? Clear, they're both in the same place right now. They are both in the tavern. Or oh, the, or y'all could chase the terror. I feel like that's why you were hired here. No, we gotta go after these two. I I cannot abide that. I need to go towards the, the storytellers and, and find them. Make sure they're okay. They sounded like they were in trouble. Oh no! I'm gonna go back to my tent. You guys seem like oh, you got it. Oh wait, wait, wait! Before you go, <laughs> sure. I'll make you a deal. What's I'll, that? I'll give you ten thousand gold if you get those keys back for me. Oh, okay. Great. All right, let's go toward the tower then. All I'm right. delegated. I'm so happy I did not want to be the deciding vote. <laughs> and so our heroes avoid the plot hooks that the dungeon master put in place <laughs> and heads towards the castle instead. One of the fun parts is when we disappoint Mally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's sort of my gimmick. That's <laughs> <laughs> my, my personal gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> the gimmick is that we're disappointing. Okay. Uh, let's uh, let's go grab the carriage then, and then we'll be able to get up the to the tower easier. Real quick, Dungeon Master, what is the terrain like up to this tower? The terrain is uphill. It's snowy. It's woody. There are a variety of valleys. It's hard to see entirely through this dense wood that is straight ahead of you. But having journeyed on your way here, you can tell it's quite rocky. Are you good to drive? Oh, I can drive. I start hooking uh, Scout up to the carriage so that way they can pull it. Oh. I get in the driver's seat. Yeah, 
it'll be fine. I've completely sobered up. Frox, where do you seat yourself? Frox wants to ride on Scout's shoulders if Scout is so inclined. I think it'd be so much easier to just carry both of you. But all of our stuff is here. I, I lift up the door screen to reveal we've brought so much luggage. An unreasonable amount of luggage. We have everything we need for the beach. We have everything we need for a formal soiree. We have everything we need for combat. Uh, and there's two dead bodies in the back. I'm not leaving them here. What, you want to you want to stay at the gothic manor where the terror is? Yes, of course. What if we need to stay for a few days? We need our things. I will not sleep there. We have extra <laughs> copies of your manifesto in the back. Oh, yes, we do need to bring this carriage. Okay, well, don't you have a bag of holding? We can just put all these things in and I'll just carry your bag of holding and carry you both. Uh, no, I ridiculous. can't fit the carriage in the bag of holding. This is a gilded carriage. I had it custom made. It has the Adventurer's Guild seal on the side. Oh We're not leaving it behind. Oh my, Torn, we can just come back for it. We are not. What if we never come back? What about the last time we never came back and I lost a different gilded carriage? This is a replacement and it just doesn't have as much leg room. You have infinite wealth. You hear the screaming coming from the tale tellers through the woods. Oh. Scout, you're already hooked up. It'll take longer to unhook you. Just pull the I just ripped the hooks off on me and I pick up Malvolia and I pick up Frox. We're gonna go Wait, to no, no, the My stuff, my stuff, my no, stuff. No, we're going. Just one truck, please. We Scout the truck. makes their way towards the castle with both of you in tow. Quite like the terror. I, is that symbolism? I feel like that's symbolism. Anyhow. <laughs> I do not want to hear another peep out of you until we get to this castle. Peep. Oh, you. You better stop. Peep. Magnolia. Frox, the frox leans down to Scout's other ear. We're on good terms, right? Yeah, Frox, I like oh, you. Okay, cool, cool. The three of you make your way towards the castle. You find yourselves first in a descent towards Culprit Canyon. You couldn't have even let me bring my prescription horn cream. Your horns are immaculate. You don't need horn Because cream. of the horn cream. It takes upkeep. I'm feeling a lot of friction right now. And it seems like we're going to be going up against a, a very interesting creature. Frox, as you're avoiding the drama that's unfolding before you, can you roll a perception check for me, please? That's a 19. That's a 19. Oh, yeah. You have completely zoned out of this melodrama. And you have taken a look at the woods surrounding you. Given that this place is called Culprit Canyon, you think that something is fishy? There is a descent uh, with trees lined around. You notice a shaking in one of the trees oh. in front of you. Oh, the trees are shaking. Well, Magnolia, huh? I don't have my fur combs on me all the time. I'm doing just fine. They Sometimes were in the carriage. We oh, could have brought them some, with oh, us. Sometimes oh, you just some have to go gossip. without. Oh, here's, uh, oh, here's what's going on with me right now. What's up with that tree? You see that the tree has now stood still, but that it was once in motion. Hey, you don't. I can see you. I can see you shaking. You can't fool me. Coming out from the tree, and not just that tree, but the dozen or so surrounding it. Oh no. Is one. Is it Garamond? The one and only. <gasps> with a dozen bandits at his side. Knives in their hands. <gasps> Darling! Hey, Malvolia! I've. I've I, you know, I have wonderful talking powers, talked my way out of prison, and I hired all these bandits to be my army. Oh my goodness! I love your bandits! They're so cute! Thank you, I dressed them myself. Oh, thank you, yeah, we love the matching sashes. Mm hmm. 
I thought red was good for them. It is a good. What are you doing here in the forest? Well, I'm trying to make my fortune now that they've confiscated all my riches. So I understand that there's a a beast in this tower. I'm going to try to uh, slay it and sell its parts. Ooh, that's so interesting. And uh, let me ask you this, Garamond. Did you leave all your things behind when you decided that you were going to slay this beast? No, they were taken from me because you won them. You could give them back if you want. Oh, I will. I absolutely will. You will? Because a, a good friend lets you keep your stuff. Frox, with your very high roll of 19, well, it looks like you're trying to make your way out of this situation, but you are stopped given that the bandits have now surrounded you and Malvolia seems distracted in conversation with this rogue. You're surrounded, party. Oh, 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 call off the knives. They're just old friends. Well, one of them is, and a friend of an old friend are friends of mine. Oh, thank you so much. While they're having this tete-a-tete, Frox sort of uh, blends in with the rest of the bandits, sort of sneaking their way through, sort of hobnobbing like, oh, you're a friend of Garamond's. Oh, me too. Yeah, yeah. Sort of sneaking their way close towards... Socializing. Yes. Wait a second. My red sash disappeared somehow. Weird. I don't know, there's this one person that's going in through the crowd, touching everyone's shoulders in a weird way. Ah, interesting. Well, uh, let's keep our eye on the prize in oh, case okay. the boss needs anything. Frox, given that you're an assassin, you are adept at blending in with this crowd, and you have nabbed a variety of sashes and gears that help you look exactly like these bandits, except for the fact that you are a wee little goblin. Hey, where's my sash? Uh, Garamond, I have made a bit of a boo-boo. Oh, what's that? Oh, the keys to the company. Keys to the company? A monkey took them. <laughs> oh. Don't worry, the monkey's at the tavern. Okay. Are you, well, we'll just, we'll just, yeah, it's you from a monkey. We back. can easily kill the monkey. You can kill any monkey. Any monkey, most Monkeys of them. Monkeys are very killable. Mm-hmm. Apes, different story. DM, how much taller am I than these bandits? Four feet at least. Could I step over them? Yes. All right, y'all duck, and then I just step over them and start wandering into the forest. Wow! <gasps> oh! Malvolia, where's your friend going? Oh, I don't know, but I'm still attached to them. Get okay. on, should, should we pursue? Uh, do you want us to come with you? Oh, do we want backup? Where's Frogs? Yeah, where's your friend? Well, I, I don't know. Frogs? I'm going to roll perception. Well, if your friend doesn't show up, I'm just going to go about enslaving anything I can in this forest. I got a six. Uh, I don't know, so I guess we'll go on without them, and if you see frocks, just let us know. Okay, I'll look for frocks as I find something to exploit in this forest. So, Frox is now in this bandit group, and nobody can recognize the fact that they are frocks. Frocks, what do you do? Oh. Your friends are now walking away from you. Oh, well, Garamond is still there, yes. right? Well, Frox goes up behind mm-hmm. Garamond, mm-hmm. takes out the trusty knife, stab Mantha, and slits their throats. Mm. All right, make an attack check with advantage. So roll twice and take the higher roll. All right, that's an eight and a 16. A 16. Mm. Uh, I could good- probably sell that tree. Goodbye, Germán. <laughs> you slash his throat. The blood gushes forth from I his could... throat and stains the s- snow below I could him. probably sell this blood. Uh, his <laughs> bandit friends have now identified you as frocks and take out their knives to avenge their Dungeon captain. Dungeon Master, with my last breath, I release a glowing purple flare into the air. What the hell? Okay, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Not sure what that's for, but The yeah. boss has to know. Boss. 
Why? We, ha we have an intruder, well, and they've killed our master, our master. Garmund the Terrible. Yeah. Let's get them. Oh, yeah. He well, hold this on. This was an imposter. What? This dead thing on the floor was an imposter. It's Garmund. He's our boss. Yeah, we've been following him for like, a while. Like at least five hours. Yeah. Five hours? What about before then? Before well, then, we were at the bar. <gasps> yeah. Oh. We were kind of disassembled and in, uh, in various yeah. We were more like independent a bands. Yeah, more like a disorganization. Yeah, more exactly. Yeah, yeah than yeah. an organization. And he was at the Gambler's Rush before, correct? I believe. Yeah. Uh, and you weren't there with him, were you? So you didn't see what happened. Are you, oh, wait, wait, wait a second. Oh, wait a second. Are you saying that that was not the real Garmond the Terrible? I'm terribly sorry to confirm that is so. Wow, that sounds Rocks. like sounds like a hefty deception roll. Yeah. yeah. Can you roll a gaslight <laughs> check, please? <laughs> a four. A four. I believe you. I'd like to roll deception of my own. Yeah. Roll deception. That's a five. It's I, a five. I, I stab you. Yeah, all right. <laughs> combat, combat begins. Let's roll for initiative. 20. 20. Yeah. The bandit begins. All right. Get the ballista. Oh, my <laughs> oh, no. God. All right. Let's get it. I yell out, and the, and the one giant one in the back bends down with a ballista on his back. We load it up. Brox, your friends are now well away from you. You have to find a way to get back to them. All right. So there is now a giant in this bandit group. <laughs> all right. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, make an attack check with the ballista. That's a 10. The ballista is large, but the giant is Put clumsy. this tiny arrow in there. <laughs> yeah, this tiny arrow just shoots its way through the tree, whizzing <laughs> by your head. And your friends now notice that there is a kerfuffle going on back there. I'm just saying, I know you're not used to this, but I'm your boss. Okay, hang on, Scout. hang on. Did you just see that light? Ooh, that's pretty. That's purple flare. Someone is it a fireworks? Holiday? That's kind of nice. It is nice. I kind of, I feel like there's something, like my fur is standing up. Like, I feel like there's something going on. I, I, I know. I want to get back to it. I want to get, you have to learn to respect some authority. If I say we're bringing the stuff, we need to bring the stuff. I don't just say things to hear myself speak. All right, so your friends have ignored your cries for help, basically. <laughs> oh, Frox, Frox doesn't on you. cry for help. Frox does not cry for help. Frox takes out their grenade. <gasps> <laughs> throws it towards the bandits and starts running. All right. You know what? No need to roll. That's sick as hell. Hell you yeah. throw it into the clump of a dozen bandits and the giant and the ballista. You prime this thing to blow up right when it reaches them. The bandits have no idea that this thing is coming. They see it coming in and they only realize too late as they are blown I swear I heard something. Frox is running up. Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. That could have gone so bad. Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Oh, that could have gone so bad. Hey, Scout Malvolia. DM, did that take out all the bandits? Or? It took out every single one. <laughs> <laughs> so did you Did you kill them? Guys, yeah, what? Who? <laughs> did you kill them back there? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, it was super easy. Oh, that's good. That's not the real Garamond. <sighs> what? What? Oh, just a heads up. He was definitely wearing another mask. That was what? That was... The, I what? Yeah, that was not the real Garamond. Otherwise, I wouldn't have just left you there with I him. burst from the snow. Hello! Oh, it's me, Garamond! <laughs> I light him on fire. <laughs> that's also not the real Garamond. Me, another one pops out. <laughs> Hello, I'm Garamond. Frox gets a nosebleed. This is too much. <laughs> Garamond, apparently a master illusionist. 
has escaped your grasp for today. <laughs> oh, I'm so mad. I was going to say something, but then Scout just started walking off with me before I could finish the conversation. Well, you know what? I'm I'm pretty concerned about your your attachment to material things. What is there to be concerned about? I love stuff. Oh, it's- I love stuff too. I love exploiting it. But you know what? It ends up being my thing to carry around. All right, can we just go to the gothic manor? My day has been ruined. Exactly. <laughs> and so you continue. I follow until they, t- unless the, they don't want me to. The illusion of Garamond. Who knows? It could be the real me. Ooh. I am being taunted. Audience. <laughs> I poke at rocks. This is a classic Garamond move. I'm sure he's somewhere else in the Black Empire just waiting for us to stumble upon him. Trust me, I'm used to this. I poke away and then I appear in front of them. <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> Audience, when we tell you the NPCs aren't controlled, we really mean it. <laughs> I'm unhinged. Oh, I'm going to call myself Garmon the Unhinged now. So the three of you find your way now up, not a descent that you just came from, but an ascension, a mountain, murder mountain, if the legends are to be true. (gasps) Murder mountain, the most deadly mountain in this region. I know, it's super romantic. That name is sick as hell. You find peeking out of the right side of this mountain, the Gothic castle. Uh, so you don't have to ascend to the very peak, but it's called Murder Mountain. Uh, Things can't be very good. Malvolia, doesn't it remind you of the King's Castle? It does. We killed so, so many, many people, people there. <laughs> Aww. Scout's just flexing and starting to stretch, cracking their knuckles and like, all right, we're going to prep to climb this mountain Ooh. with all these folks and no stuff. Ooh, your friend looks so strong. Oh, they're strong all right. DM, can we climb this? You certainly can. You do not need to climb it as in rock climbing. It's more of a hike. Okay. It's a gradual increase, but it is a very long and arduous increase. I need the three of you to roll a constitution saving throw, given that you're still feeling a little woozy. What from about the Garmond? Uh, Garmond is an illusion. He really doesn't need to oh, roll. Oh, is he? <laughs> Dungeon Master, he? am I allowed to use Fireflight instead? Absolutely. You do not need to roll the rest of you two. Uh, how do you make your ascent? Please roll. Rocks rolled a nat one. A nat one. Uh, oh. Scout. You know what, Scout? Since you're so tall, you can roll with advantage. Okay. So roll twice and take the higher roll. The first one was a 15. Okay. The second one's a six. Uh, okay, so good thing you rolled the yeah. 15. Uh, given that you are so tall, you managed to just walk as if this was a light incline. Uh, Rocks actually <laughs> slips. And when Frox hits the ground, you begin to hear a bit of a rumbling. You begin to hear a bit of a rumbling that sort of tremors its way up to the top of this snowy mountain. And you can see a cloud beginning to rise from the snowy grounds of the mountain. Oh, this could be an avalanche. Oh, Germond, it certainly is. Oh, thank you, God. Dungeon Master, I look upon this forest path with flames protruding from my hands and every little animal and creature that I see, I blast with fire and flames. (laughs) Make an attack roll against the avalanche. Oh, the avalanche? Uh, Oh, I'm just trying to kill little animals. Wait, why? Because it's Murder Mountain and I've always wanted to come here. All right, go ahead and roll an attack. Against the little critters. A seven! It should be enough! A seven! <laughs> My squirrel shield, I block it! <laughs> yeah, uh, apparently a squirrel has a shield, so it blocks it, but you have burned 
woods around it, cindering it. It is not a pretty sight, and the avalanche is continuing to approach you. It's a long-term murder. By killing their habitat, I'll kill their entire species, and I do a little pirouette. All right, Frox, your turn. What do you do to protect yourself from the incoming avalanche? Uh, no. Uh, oh. Frox, uh, Frox, oh. You need any help, Frox? No, I don't need you sure help. You don't want some kind of contract? You shut your face. Okay, then Leave I talk out of my butt. You sure? This is very traumatic. You did awful things to my village. Your village? Oh, Which you toilet boy, shut up. Okay. All right, Frox takes out, uh, oh, uh, Frox takes out, um, a fire grenade and uh, throws it up towards a rocky shoal shelf to see if they could knock down some rocks to block the avalanche from covering us. All right, make a dexterity check to see if you accurately hit the boulder the way you want to. Please, I just need something good. Uh, that's a 15. A 15. Uh, the boulder does not move from where you hit it. However, you have created a crater in the mountain. If you duck in there, you suspect that you'll be able to avoid the avalanche that would glide above you. Scout, come with me. Come into the, the little thing I just made. That fits exactly with when my plans. I was going to grab everyone and hide in this crater. Uh, Scout, you are too tall to hide inside this crater. What do you do instead? I can surround you with flames. Oh, that's not going to help all that much. But it'll stop the snow. Or okay. at least slow it down. Then they might just be frozen in ice. I think, I think what I want to do is try to bury myself. All right, wow. Make a burying check. It's a 10. It's a 10. With your strong, capable arms, begin to bury your way into the soil, into the snow. Uh, you don't do it as fast as you would like. Malvolia, this is your last chance if you would like to do something. I'm still fireflighting, so I'm out of the snow. Instantly, you are okay. You just levitate yourself above where the avalanche comes in. The avalanche descends upon you. I can on turn into 7,000 lizards and disperse. <laughs> You motherfucker. <laughs> Dungeon Master! <laughs> Dungeon Master, can I, uh... Can I use Flame Strike to try and stop the avalanche as it passes over us? Unfortunately, your last chance has passed. Uh -oh. You levitate yourself above. Okay. Scout is protected as much as they need. A bit of cold snow hits your back as you bury yourself in. But, uh. And it's a bit dizzying, but you'll come out mostly unscathed. A bit fatigued, but unscathed. The three of you have come out all right. <laughs> the 7,000 lizards converge and form me. <laughs> oh, hey guys. Can I just push him off the cliff? He's an illusion. Who tried? Who tried? Push you me. You put your hands into his body and phase through <gasps> yeah, as if you were not there. I'm with you, frogs. I appreciate that, Scout. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm not. I love this guy. He was a riot in the king's offices. Okay. High five. <laughs> I, can't, I can't high five him because he's an illusion. Or maybe you can because I'm not. Who knows? Ooh, let's let's try, try one more. Oh. Oh. Rox takes Scout in a side. Scout, I'm trying not to be so negative on this adventure, but I'm really struggling. Have you ever been in a situation hey girl, where do you, you see- oh, Of course, let's get wasted! Uh, where you see one of your friends consorting with someone who has harassed and abused you, uh, disregarding what they have done to other people just because 
they're friends. It's called an evil Rita. I took the snow from the avalanche. Ooh. I added evil whiskey. Oh, you know, if I'm going to drink, I may as well come in corporum. And then I sugared the rim. Okay. I sugared the rim of the glass Malcolm, that I made with magic. I trust you. Just for you, I'm going to arrive in my real body. Am I the asshole here? It seems like Magnolia has fallen from the path of redemption. A name moves a little higher on Fox's list. Shots! Woo! All right, are you ready to go? <laughs> But is this my real body? Oh, high five! <laughs> oh my goodness, are you two doing shots? Oh, wow. Me and my husband are here uh, just trying to be... Do you see that avalanche? Well, you almost yeah. got us. Oh, wow. goodness gracious. That was dangerous. You guys safe? Somehow we made it through. Uh, wow, yeah. Yeah, we, we dug a hole. We dug a hole. Mm. Yeah, we, we were used to do that. We're from Minnesota. <laughs> the kingdom of Minnesota? All the greatest oh, kingdom yeah, out there. Oh, yeah, heard of it. Yeah. You find this couple standing atop a bridge, atop a frozen stream, revealing their true selves. They were not humans at all. This whole time, they were trolls in disguise. <laughs> That's right. We're trolls. We're trolls. We're bad for Yeah, we're so we dis- bad. We disguise. <laughs> Is this like full play to you? What, what are we watching right here? Oh. Well, we just like to be yeah. away from the kids. Yeah, you know, we got to be away from the kids. Uh, and, you know, like, it's it's not always foreplay, but it gets us frisky. That's right. Frisky business. Frisky business. <laughs> oh. You see behind them the courtyard to the castle. If you can pass these two trolls atop this bridge, you will have found yourself at the terror's domain. Oh, uh, but, you know, we are at work, so we can't let you into this castle. Yeah, sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, do y'all live on this mountain? Uh, we live under this bridge. Oh. Oh, can we see your house? <gasps> Come, Come on in. Okay, Come we just buddy. put it. <laughs> so as they try to bring you to the bottom of the bridge to show you what's going on, they cannot enter. You three can, but they are magically barred. It seems that the curse of these lands has hit them as well. They have been cursed from entering their domain. Aren't your kids down there? I forgot about the curse. Oh, yeah, the curse. That makes it no fun. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You've been like, oh, we don't have the kids. Is it because you can't enter the house to take care of your kids? Well, yeah, but we like to look at it in a positive way. Yeah, we try to. It's too sad to think about the fact that we actually can't get to our kids, and it's more fun if we think about it's a nice, fun break from them. Mom and Dad, is that you? Hi, honey. Yeah, we're outside. How are you? We're good. Could you throw some more food in? We're working on it, dear. I'll throw you a hot dish. You two are bad parents. Well, we're cursed. We're cursed. We, we're trying. We we're would trying. like to we, get in. We, we throw elks in there every once in a while to feed them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can't go in and your kids can't come out? No, it's a real catch-25. Yeah. Oh, I've read that scroll. Mm-hmm. All right. I have an idea. Ooh, what is it? Now, you'll have to let us pass if I do this, but because you can't get in there, I think I know someone who could potentially care for your children for you. Sort of a, a nanny Ooh. from the deep. Ooh, who is it? Is it me, Garamond? No, Garamond. Okay, I would sell them anyway. I would like to summon Ifrit, the fire demon, to nanny these children. This demonic being is just ushered forth from the snowy grounds. Horned, massive, muscled, oh yeah! This creature of nightmares is ushered from hell itself. Melvonia, you look good. 
Oh, wow, you look like you'd be a great sitter. Oh, I trust him implicitly. Oh, Ifrit, darling, I was wondering if you could watch these trolls' children so we can enter the castle past the bridge that they are guarding. Now, you summoned me, a demi, a demi god demon of a great infernal power to, to, babysit. to babysit. Just for a little bit, please. I can't say no to you. You can't. <laughs> I literally can't. I've it's impossible. Yeah. It's, a, it's a curse. All right. So uh, I guess we. I guess if well, you yeah, promise to take care of our kids, we'll let you pass. I mean, kids. we're supposed to not let you pass. That's right. But we have a vested interest in our kids being provided for. But, so. And you're bad. Oh, we're bad. Well, we're so bad. We're so bad. But you know, like bad in the way, like we had a glass of wine before yeah. five. Mm-hmm. That kind of bad. That kind of bad. Uh, and so the troll kids are ushered into the arms Yay. of this being of uns. Speakable evil. Alright, who wants to play hide and seek, I guess? I do! Yay! Alright, just hide. And the trolls let you pass. Ah, but as we leave, I hand them each an evil Rita. Oh, thank you. Oh, let's be bad. Let's be bad. Let's be evil. Stay bad, baddies. (laughs) Frox, do you ever feel like you need space to think? Yes. I get right in between them. So, so does we- I, Garmon, and I turn into 7,000 lizards, and I crawl all over them. Okay, okay, uh, 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 Frog starts dry heaving. This is just the worst. Oh, careful not to open your mouth too much, lizards. Scout and Frogs. These two, Malvolia and Garamond, are now a few steps behind you. I reform. A bit away from earshot. You now find yourselves atop the castle courtyard towards the castle. Would you like to tell each other anything? I think we should ditch Magnolia. I think we should keep Malvolia close. They're just gonna blow our cover, both of them. They're so annoying. You know what? That is true. Pardon me, pardon me, I burst through them. Trust me, I know how to get into a castle. I am on Malvolia's shoulders with with little sparklers. (laughs) Oh, hello. Let's stealth in. Yeah, go ahead. We can let Malvolia go ahead and we can... Why don't we find another path in? I like the way you think. Okay, I'm going to throw frocks on my shoulders. Is this okay with you? (laughs) Yes. Okay, let's go. I just knock on the door. I knock also because we're in the same place. (laughs) But higher. Thunder cracks, and a rage storms as you behold the monolith before you. A spooky castle stands tall, complete with imposing stone statues, spiky architecture, and a foreboding sense of dread. You knock on the door of this nightmare home. The door opens to you, Malvolia, and Germond. Scout and Frox, you see this, would you still like to take your own alternate route? Yeah, I think oh, we're most do definitely. That. Mm-hmm. All right. As the doors open, greeting in our dynamic devilish duo. Oh, that's us. And our What's the description I would use for the two of you? Uh, sneaky buddies. <laughs> <laughs> um, scrappy. Oh, Scra- uh, <laughs> scrappy little gang. And our scrappy scout and Frox find their own way in this nightmare home. We break for episode three, the final episode of Arc Six of Improvised D&D.
everyone, thank you so much for listening to episode two of Arc Six of Improvised D&D. We've got the action, we've got the drama, we've got the lizards. And if you liked us and think that any of your friends or random strangers on the street might also like us and also be equally annoyed by Garmond, we'd love you forever if you would share this with them. And we'd love you forever extra super plus if you'd rate and review us on iTunes with five stars and a kind little phrase. For we must play the algorithms game should we wish to best it in combat. Anywho, we're also on all the social media pages is. We're on Instagram and Twitter as Improvised D&D, that's the word and, and then we're also on Facebook, out on a whims, Improvised D&D, with the ampersand because they let us use it. We got all kinds of cool stuff on there, we got side quest videos, we've got pre-recorded stage shows on the Otherworld Theater's YouTube page, and you can also see all the cool custom art we've had for the podcast by our wonderful artist Mez Bogarthy. Speaking of wonderful people, our cast has been Scout, Furbolg, Park Ranger, played by the oh-so-wholesome Sarah Little, Frox the Peeler, Goblin Assassin, played by the cunning Kaylee Ravinsky, Malvolia, Tiefling Sorceress, was played by the capricious Katie Rupert. Our NPCs have been the exuberant Bryce Reed and the inexplicable Bailey Picorni. And our Dungeon Master has been Malik Saman, Master of Perseverance over our bullshit. Oh yes, Hogress, my favorite part was when Malik said motherfucker too. It's like the old proverb says, if the gods are upset, you're probably doing a good job. Speaking of people who do good jobs, our intro song was Call to Swords by Tim Beak, and all of our atmosphere tracks are done by Michael Gelfie. We'll be back next week with the finale of Arc 6. This is Quill Havencrest signing off. Search for Signs of the Apocalypse. And once you find one, don't forget to celebrate, because girl, you earned it. See you soon!